Are you ready for a touch of Costa Rica? Join me for a life-changing adventure in the land of Pura Vida. See a friendly face holding a sign with your name on it. Hop in the van and journey through a continuous scene of palm trees, farmland, sugarcane fields, colorful homes, and Brahmin cows to arrive at the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samara Beach. Feel the excitement of what's to come at this wellspring of holistic health education, self-discovery, and community. Now, it's time to hear the story of one who has come before you. Welcome to A Touch of Costa Rica, a Costa Rican wellness travel podcast presented to you by the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samurai Beach, Costa Rica. You can learn more about their transformative offerings by clicking the link in this episode's bio. I'm Kiana Martin, your host and travel guide on this brief yet powerful trip to introduce you to the people, places, and priceless takeaways that are waiting for you. The Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy and Yoga community extends beyond our students, staff, and executive team. It includes our neighbors. And today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Barbara Miller. She is the founding director of Costa Rica TEFL in Samra, Costa Rica. Barbara, what was your first cross-cultural encounter and how did it come about? Okay, well, I grew up in uh, California where we have a multitude of cultures and I went to a school which was very multicultural. Um, but also in my home, um, we were always exposed to different cultures and like a love for culture and travel in languages. So that was instilled in me um, as a child. Uh, my dad worked in, in um, international business, so we always had people over that were from different countries and that spoke different languages. So that's where it's like the spark of interest in culture and travel began. Um, when I went to university, I actually double majored in cross-cultural psychology and multicultural and gender studies, um, just to like further take that interest to the next level. Well, that's so amazing. How did this experience or those experiences put you on the path to Samra and creating Costa Rica Temple? Well, my first cross-cultural experience where I was like, wow, I really, I love this culture. I want to learn the language was when I was 17. I traveled to Colombia with my best friend and I went with her and stayed with her family and just was just surrounded by so much culture and just um, family love and just experiences that were like, like so eye-opening for me. Um, you know, as a teenager. And I, I loved the experience. It was, I was, you know, fully embraced by her family. The one problem was I didn't speak Spanish. So I couldn't make that connection that I was so, you know, used to doing with, with people that spoke the same language. So um, basically I was on a mission to learn Spanish. So I went back home to, you know, finish school, et cetera. Um, Actually, left unit. once I finished university, I went for about a year and worked in the city, San Francisco, um, and did that whole like corporate grind. And I thought, you know, what am I doing? This is not for me. I want to go and explore the world. I want to go abroad. And I want to complete my dream of, of learning Spanish. So I got really lucky and got hired at a language school in Aradia, Costa Rica, a school called Intercultura. Um, and they hired me with very little experience, but they took me on as their English program coordinator 
So I began teaching English and learning Spanish, you know, simultaneously. And again, my motivation for learning Spanish was so high because I wanted to immerse myself in the local culture and be able to communicate with people, you know, on a deeper level. Um, so fast forward, I'm working, I'm teaching and I'm observing other teachers as the coordinator. And I basically saw that there was kind of a lack of like, I'm, let's say people were saying I'm a trained teacher, but they didn't really have the skills to like interact with the students and get them actually speaking in English. So most of us are used to this like traditional learning where you're the teacher, you lecture, I take notes. But in a language classroom, what you want is to really speak. So I basically took my education to the next level, got my master's in peaceful and started building um, the Costa Rica TEFL program. Wow. For our listeners who do not know what the acronym TEFL stands for, can you explain it? Sure. So TEFL is teaching English as a foreign language. It's also referred to as TESOL, which is teaching English as a second or other language. So basically you're teaching English to anyone whose native language is not English. And that's what the acronym comes from. I'm curious, when you took on your first teaching assignment, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome? Oh, there were so many. Um, as I mentioned before, just not being able to understand what my students were saying to one another in their native language, that was one thing. Um, and then you get by a certain amount of time on pure personality, right? Interacting and having fun and joking around or playing games with your students. And then after a while, I was like, I got to go in there and fine tune this. I need to up my skill set. Um, so the biggest challenge was like, how do I take them a little bit further in their communication skills? And I think that's, you know, when I started um, my master's program in Tiso. Why was Samra the chosen location for your training school? Well, those of you who have been, who have been here, um, Samra is a little bit magic. We have, it's just a beautiful beach town where there is um, a population of both foreigners and Costa Ricans living together, which is um, maybe not very common to see. Um, a lot of towns in Costa Rica you might go to and it's purely, like a beach town might be pure, you know, purely foreigners or tourists, but here there's a nice balance of Costa Ricans and foreigners. Um, the ocean is amazing. It's safe. It's a small town. Our students are able to walk around wherever, walk to school, walk to the beach. Everything's within walking distance, basically. So that was part of it. And it also, Costa Ricans, um, if I were to generalize, are a very friendly and open culture of people who are just, they take the time to speak to one another. And I loved that about Samra, that small townness where people were, you know, wanting to interact with the foreigners in town. So it just kind of, it had all the elements that I wanted for, you know, a place for people to come and experience Costa Rica while learning how, how to teach English. That's wonderful. Can you talk briefly about the training programs that you offer and how those have evolved over time? Sure. So our training program is specifically for teaching uh, English, but you can also use it to teach other languages. But 
It's a four-week course where we teach the teachers all the elements of how to be an effective teacher. So the course has evolved just based on like the changes in pedagogy and linguistics. Um, but it's always held fast to our goal, which is to teach teachers how to create an active learning environment. So it's not you're sitting there, as I mentioned before, taking notes and I'm chatting at you. No, it's let me be an active part of this learning process where the students are the focus as opposed to the teacher. And so we're teaching them language and culture um, with English that is relevant to their needs, like for their work or for studies or whatever it is they need it for. I noticed um, because I've done quite a few cultural immersions and for people who learn a new language, they know the language, they've studied the language, but there's that whole fear component of actually using the language and speaking it in real situations. How do you help teachers learn how to help students use their new skill set? Okay, that's a great question because the cool part of it, of doing your TEFL abroad, and so you come here and you are also in a situation like your students, right, where you're trying to learn a new language. Um, and so our students, while they're teaching English, they also take Spanish classes in the morning. And so they kind of, they feel the environment, or they're exposed to the classroom environment as a student, as a teacher, and as an observer, right? So we do these things in the classroom called role plays, which, you know, what those are, obviously, but we're recreating real-life situations. For example, we turn the classroom into a bank, or we turn the classroom into a restaurant. So right away, our students are like, ooh, excited about the class's theme for that day, but they're also able to like act out that situation and use their English or their Spanish, depending on what you are teaching, um, to basically get past all that fear and that anxiety when you're trying to ask for something in a new language in a safe and comforting environment. So the teacher's giving them positive feedback, you know, great job, whatever it might be. And they put on their props, they put on, you know, all the things that we offer them to make it like that fun and real life situation. So role plays, um, we also send them out into the community to interview people in English. So they're like practicing in a non-stressful environment. Um, and that basically, it helps them to get rid of that initial fear and really, you know, start to talk to one another. That's amazing. I noticed that Costa Rica TEFL embraces its role as a member of the local community. What are some of the ways that it is connected with and or supported its residents? Okay, so I would, I would say the first thing is that we, um, our English classes are free. So all of the community members that come in receive free English classes, um, which helps them, obviously. I'm always like, there's no excuse for not coming. It's free. Um, so it's not only free, but it's also we make we make sure that it's really um, interactive and dynamic, as I mentioned, bringing in fun materials to them from real life, um, you know, music different activities where they're feeling like it's a fun, it becomes not only like a learning experience, but it's a, a social experience. So our students are connecting with one another in the class. They're connecting with their teachers because as I mentioned earlier, the teachers are new in the town, new in the country. And the students are really friendly and say, Hey, you know what? Let's all go out and grab a coffee after class. Or um, my uncle has a waterfall tour. Let's go together this weekend and they'll go together as a group. So 
they're using English or Spanish to bridge these cultural gaps and these differences and like make connections while the students are making, the foreigners are making connections with the Costa Ricans while they're abroad. And the locals are able to make these connections with, you know, the people that are coming to their town. This segment of our conversation is the perfect segue to a question that I have for our listeners. Are you looking to start or enhance your holistic health journey in a Costa Rican tropical oasis? Click the link in the podcast bio to secure your space in CRSMT's upcoming massage program and continuing education offerings. Make this your moment to discover the transformational power of your touch. By the way, you don't have to wait until you arrive in Samurai Beach to make an impact. Inspire others by sharing this episode and leaving a five-star review. Now back to my conversation with Barbara Miller. She is the founding director of Costa Rica Temple in Samurai, Costa Rica. I'm sure our listeners are curious to know more about your Temple training school. Can you talk about what a typical workday is like for you and the aspects of your work that bring you joy? Sure. So our trainees begin their day with us at 1030 in the morning. So they do their own thing on the beach in the morning. So they come to us at 1030 and we train them on all the aspects of how to be an effective teacher, how to uh, create an active learning environment with your students, how to include music in the classroom, for example, all different sorts of engaging activities. So we train them in that during the day. And in the afternoon, they start their teaching practicum. So they're either doing that at 3.30 or in the evening. And that's where our locals come in to get their free English classes. Um, so basically, that's a typical day for them. They're, they're trained and then they are actually teaching themselves because we are really big on hands-on learning. I can talk to you about hours for hours about how to teach, but if you don't actually get into the classroom and start trying it out, you don't fully grasp what it takes to be a teacher. So our teachers, week one, start teaching, and they're teaching in person with our local students. Um, as I mentioned, we have students from seven years old to 75 years old, so they teach our children's program and our adults program um, with what I am very biased, but I think we have the most amazing set of just loving, supportive students, uh, which we truly appreciate. Um, the joy, I feel joy all day when I'm in the classroom, honestly. Throughout the month, as I'm watching our um, trainees, our students learn how to teach in the classroom, there are many moments where I and they feel joy. And it's that feeling of you are helping that student um, reach the next level of communication, the smile on their face when they make, you know, when they say an expression like awesome with great enthusiasm and the teacher gives them positive feedback. Um, and also when the students are in the middle of the class and they say, teacher, I love this or great class today, whatever it might be. And the trainee, you know, the new teacher is just like, yes, you know, that just that feeling of, you know, I did this and they feel good about giving back to their students and that they have to help their students increase their communication. And that's definitely the biggest reward of teaching. It's not you know, it's not a, because of what it pays, because we all know education doesn't pay that well, but it's that joy, that feeling of gratitude when the student and the teacher, you know, reach the next level together. On A Touch of Costa Rica, our guests often talk about the effects of their life-changing touch. Can you share one or two examples of how your training programs have impacted the lives of your students? I would say the biggest response we get from our graduates is that they say, you know, I have, I have 
built my confidence, not only as a teacher, but as a person, because they come into this environment, totally new environment, new culture. Many, for many people, it's a new career. So they just say, I feel I was so challenged during the course. It really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I did it. They're so proud of what they have achieved over the four weeks of the course because they come in knowing nothing about teaching, most of them, and leave fully prepared to be effective and be a motivating teacher in an English, teaching English environment. So that's a general one. And then um, we give out full scholarships for our program for Costa Ricans who would like to teach English. And I had one girl come through the program and she didn't have a job at the time and she was looking for um, a position And she did our four-week course and she um, started teaching, I'm sorry, started in the reception at a language school in town. And then they allowed her to start giving classes. And sooner or later, because of her training and her passion for teaching, she was uh, promoted to a full-time teacher. And she is a single mom and now is able to take care of her family where she wasn't able to before. That's absolutely life-changing. Where can our listeners connect with you and your TEFL training school online? Your listeners can find us on CostaRicaTEFL.com. We're also on Instagram. Our handle is TEFL Costa Rica. We're also Costa Rica TEFL on Facebook. Um, So all of the social media platforms, TikTok as well, uh, Pinterest, et cetera. There's a William Arthur Board quote that reads, Gratitude can transform common days into Thanksgiving turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. I think it's the perfect lead-in to my next question. What are your two favorite routines here in Samurai and why? Okay, my first favorite routine would be waking up in the morning and taking a run on the beach down to the southern end of Samurai Beach where there are no people and no businesses and just having that moment of gratitude um, and appreciation of this beautiful town that I live in, this, this simple pura vida, pure life. Um, and just, you know, me time, able to connect with the ocean and, and the environment around me. Great way to start out my day. So that's one of my first routines or my favorite routine. The second one is at the end of the day, not every day, but often um, my friends and I will go and, um, have happy hour and enjoy the sunset together. So there are beautiful beginnings to the day in Samra and beautiful ends to the day pretty much every day. So that is, yeah, part of the, the beauty of this town. That is so fabulous. If our listeners wanted to put their new Spanish language skills to work in town, what is the best place for them to go? <laughs> okay. So as I mentioned before, Costa Ricans are really friendly um, and it just takes you you know, it takes a moment for you just to a nod or a buenas or some sort of, you know, briefest expression and you can start a conversation. The best, best place in Samra to um, have, you know, conversations with Costa Ricans would be at like the little um, shops that we have. So a pulperia was what they're called. It's a mini shop, basically. Um, for example, there's one called Ola Supermarket. And you'll see just people kind of hanging out in front. And maybe you're going to the shop to buy something, but take a moment to say, hey, how are you? And, you know, just take a pause in your day and have a conversation. And 
Um, even there's a fruit stand out by the massage school called Pura Vida Fruit, and people just kind of hang out there. So anywhere you see local people just kind of hanging out, feel free to engage them in a conversation. Um, just remember that in this culture, we're just way more, you know, laid back. We're not in a rush most of the time. <laughs> um, and people take the time to have a conversation and say, you know, hi, how are you? What's going on? What's new, et cetera. Um, as opposed to just, you know, rushing around like we might do in our home country. Oh, that's wonderful advice. As we start to wrap up our conversation, what's one piece of advice you would give to new students embarking on their journey in Costa Rica? Um, my number one advice is to really, truly immerse yourself in the local language and the local culture. Um, really take the time to embrace the new world around you. Um, and remember that you, you know, have that guest, I'm a guest here um, mindset because it's up to you to adapt to the local culture and it's up to you to um, learn as much Spanish as you can, hopefully. If not, a lot of people speak English, but it's really nice to be able to connect, as I mentioned earlier, with locals in, you know, the native language. But definitely keep that guest mindset and just have an open mind. It's going to be a lot of new everything. So just embrace it as best you can. In closing, if you could sum up your TEFL journey in one word, what would it be and why? I would say adaptation. Because if you're going to become a TEFL teacher, you've got to adapt to your new school, your new classroom, your students. And every moment throughout the classroom, you've got to adapt, adapt, adapt. Because it's all about them, right? I, as a teacher, I need to adapt. And then as a traveler, same thing. As I mentioned earlier, you're the guest. So it's up to you to adapt to local customs and cultures. And I think that just makes everything go smoothly for you. It will make everything go more smoothly if you just kind of remember, I'm that guest. Let me embrace this culture and fully experience um, the new world that you're traveling to. Before we leave the sands of Samurai Beach behind, I want you to imagine one more sun rising up over the crystal blue waters of the Pacific Ocean. Let it serve as your invitation to click the link in this episode's bio to join us for one of Costa Rica's School of Massage Therapies, upcoming massage programs, retreats, or continuing education offerings. We can't wait to meet you.